Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you've had a great day. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you're online, we're so glad that you're joining us today and just being part of what God is doing here. Uh, We're going to continue our sermon series that we've been doing for the last little while, which is to talk about best life now. And uh, it's my privilege to continue that. This is part number five of a six-part series. Uh, It's going to be finishing next week, but we're so excited of what God's been doing so far as we've been looking at the book of Philippians and just kind of studying it and see what God has to say to us. Uh, If you haven't read the book of Philippians, can I encourage you to get in there, dive in with us as we continue to look at what God is doing. Hey, uh, we're going to read today from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 9. Famous, very famous passage of scripture that many of us will be familiar with, and we're just going to see what God wants to say to us. I do believe I've got a word that would encourage us this morning as we just receive from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is true, I mixed it up a little, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think of such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the peace of God will be with you, or the God of peace will be with you. Quickly going back to verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Uh, Today I want to speak to us from a very simple topic, a peaceful life. A peaceful life. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you because you're here in this moment. I ask you to go through every aisle, go through every road, touch every single soul. Lord, I put your word on the inside of me. Now I pray that you would wrap me around your Christ. I thank you that you would empower us and equip us uh, today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let us leave this place different in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Uh, Like many of you, I've been listening to the news and kind of been reading all about all that is happening in Ukraine. And I have to be honest with you, I have been at a loss of words. Uh, I've been at a loss of words as I've kind of watched the images of buildings exploding and coming down and just the the carnage and the damage it has caused. I've been lost lost for words. I've been lost for words as I've seen the images of thousands of people who uh, a couple of weeks before had a home to go to and had a bed to lie in. Uh, And now they find themselves displaced and they see themselves as refugees in foreign lands. And I have been lost for words. I've been lost for words so much so that when it comes to my prayer time and, and trying to pray into the situation, All I've been able to say is simply, Lord, bring peace. Anybody else been there? Where all you can say is, Lord, bring peace. And the reality is that while I'm struggling to find the words to speak, I'm comforted by the fact that in times of war and in the times of conflict, we desperately need peace. Uh, I'm sure you would agree with me that whether it is conflict abroad or conflict at home or conflict at the workplace or conflict with family and friends or conflict within, the reality is that we need peace. And I dare say to us today that unless we've learned the secret of living a peaceful life, it is hard to live our best life now when there's conflict all around us. 
And I love that the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4, which I kind of dub the, the peace passage, begins to address the issues of peace. It begins to write to this church in Philippi and begins to let them know that we need peace, that they need peace, that they need peace with each other. Listen to this. Philippians chapter 4 uh, verse 2 says this, I plead with you, you Odia, and I plead with Synthage to be in the same mind with the Lord. Yes, and I ask of you, my true companions, help this woman since they, are, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the, and the rest of my co-workers whose name are in the book of life. I, I don't know if you realize, but Eudoria, sorry, Eudoria and Synthage were co-workers with Paul. And they'd helped him and joined him in spreading the gospel all across Asia. And the funny thing is that at this time in the text, we realize that they're no longer in relationship with each other. That they're not speaking to each other. Something has occurred in their life and it, it, there's a tension between them. And Paul begins to beg them. Paul begins to cry out to them with the help of the church that they would reconcile and have peace with each other. Our friends, can I let you know today that even in a loving church that we have, that there's always going to be opportunities for there to be discourse that there's always going to be opportunities for there to be disagreements, that there's always going to be opportunities for there to be arguments, there's always going to be opportunities for us to be hurt and to be offended, but we have to make the choice that we're going to live with peace with each other. We have to make the choice that we're going to think the best of each other. We have to make the choice that we're going to be quick to forgive because we're called to live in peace with, excuse me, with each other. Paul is writing to them and says, you need peace. You need peace with each other, but you also need peace with God. Listen to this. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. And on the surface, it seems like he's talking about celebrating Jesus. He seems like he's saying, you know what, no matter the circumstance or situation around you, just keep celebrating God. But the reality is this. That for you and I to be able to rejoice in Jesus as Lord, we first of all have to have peace with God. That before you and I can get to a place where we can publicly and outwardly praise Jesus as Lord, that we have to have made peace with God. And friends, I want to encourage you right from the get-go today that we need to have peace with God. God. I want to encourage you that the way that we have peace with God is simply by saying yes to Jesus. That we need to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. That we need to get to the place that we know that Jesus is indeed the Son of God who was born, died, buried, and resurrected for our sin. That we need to get to the place where we've repented from our sin, where we're going one way and all of a sudden we turn the other way to follow the teachings of Jesus so that you and I can have peace with God. And Paul is telling us that we need to have peace with God. That when we have peace with God, when we have peace with God, then from that particular position, we can begin to rejoice in the Lord. We can begin to delight in the Lord and know that He is Lord. Paul is speaking to this church and saying, you need to have peace with God. You need to have peace. And halfway through his conversation, in between his conversation, Paul decides to change tact a little. And it begins to make a powerful connection between our prayers and the peace of God. And let me read this to you. This is just so brilliant. He makes this powerful connection between it. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Paul is instantly letting them know that the highway to experiencing the peace of God is through our praise. Can I say that again? The highway to experiencing the peace of God is through our praise. He's letting them know that if we're going to enjoy the shalom of God, if we're going to enjoy the peace of God, if we're going to know the nothing missing, nothing broken, if we're going to know the peace that surpasses all levels of understanding, that we need to go through our praise. And in this particular passage of scripture, he begins to speak about three praise that when we make gives us peace with God. And that's what we want to explore for the next few moments. We want to look at these three prayers, because when we understand these three prayers, when we say these three prayers, it enables us to access peace from God, which enables us to live our best life now. I hope you're taking notes. If you are, the first prayer is this. The first prayer that we need to make is simply our general prayers. That when we say our general prayers, it enables us to experience the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And Paul is writing to this church and is letting them know that our general praise enables us to enjoy peace with God. Our general praise, they are the praise of connection. They're the praise of communion. They're the prayers where we just simply talk to God. And Paul is saying that when we say this prayer, it enables us to access peace with God. You know, the word prayer there is, is literally paints this picture or literally describes our posture before God. It, it paints this picture that we're leaning into God. It paints this picture that we're seeking God. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus is speaking to us and he's given us instructions on how you and I can reduce the level of fear, the level of anxiety, the level of worries in our lives. Uh, he's speaking to us to ena enable us and to ensure that you and I are able to experience the fullness of the peace of God in our lives. And Jesus makes this statement and says, seek first the kingdom of God. And that is the same thing Paul is trying to tell us, that as we seek first the kingdom of God, as we say our general praise, that we're accessing the very peace that comes from God. Paul is telling us that when we open our mouths to speak to God, that when we open our mouths to draw near to God, that when we open our mouths to posture ourselves before him, that when we do that, we grab the attention of heaven and it releases the peace of God in our lives. Our general praise, church, does this in our lives. It's a bit like, I don't know if this happens to you, a bit like when you have a bad day in the office or you have a very frustrating day or a stressful day. Anybody been there? Oh, you can talk to me. It's okay. People online, have you been there? Yeah, you've, okay. Now you're lying. I never have a bad day. My day is awesome. I walk in cloud nine. I am marvelous and perfect in all of my ways. Yay. No, 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 no. You have been there. If you're a teacher, you know that particular student that just went, mm. All the teachers are like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, if, you're a, if, you're a, if you're an employer, you know that, that, that employee that you're just like, really? Come on. Do I have to tell you over and over again? If you work in customer service, when the customer comes in and they think they're always right, you're just like, Re I am blessed and highly favored. Amen. You know when you have that day and you're just so stressed and you're so tired and you're just so worried and frustrated 
and you just pick up the phone and you call the wife or the husband or a friend, and you just begin to tell them of your day, and all of a sudden, you feel relaxed. All of a sudden, it feels like the pressure has been relieved. All of a sudden, you feel so much at peace. It's because you had a conversation. And Paul is saying that when you have a conversation with Jesus, that when you begin to speak to God, just beginning to talk to Him, beginning to open your heart, beginning to commune with Him, that as you speak to God, that it gives you access to the peace of God. Friends, can I encourage you today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in your world, just open your mouth and speak to God. Just open your mouth and talk to God. Begin to say general prayers, and as you say your general prayers, it's going to open up the pathway of heaven so that you can receive peace from God. Paul doesn't stop there. Paul doesn't just simply tell us that we need to pray our general praise. Paul goes on to say, if you're going to access the peace of God, if you're going to experience the peace of God, if you're going to step into this highway where you can see the peace of God in your life, it's not enough to pray general praise, but you also have to pray praise of petition. Praise of petition. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says this. It's a verse we're going to focus on, so get ready for it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Paul is simply saying this, that when we say our prayers of petition, it releases the supernatural peace of God in our lives. What is the prayer of petition? I'm so glad you asked. The prayers of petition is simply the prayers where we ask God for an answer to a particular situation or a particular need. We come to God and say, God, I need an answer about a specific situation or a specific need. You know, in the natural, when we make a petition or we write a petition, we're simply appealing to the highest authority in the land about a particular situation. And the same is true that when we come to God and say, Lord, I'm praying my prayers of petition, we're appealing to the highest authority in heaven and on earth. We're appealing to the God of the universe about that particular situation. We're saying, God, I'm appealing to you. And we're believing that as we do so, the peace of God is going to invade our hearts and our mind in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible speaks about uh, the authority of God. He says this in Chronicles chapter 20, verse 6, and say, talks about God, that he rules over all the kingdoms of the world, that the power and might are in his hands, and no one can stand against him. In Matthew 28, verse 18, we know this. Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. Friends, when we pray prayers of petition, when we open our mouths and begin to ask God for answers to particular situations and particular problems and particular issues, it's not that they're answered straight away, but the moment we open our mouth and speak to God about that particular thing, God releases His peace into our lives. We have access to the peace of God. You know, I have two amazing children. They're beautiful, they're smart, they're intelligent, they're lovely. I love them, they love me. Amen. But every now and again, they get into what I call a heated conversation, otherwise known as an argument. It's not necessarily one of these ones, though sometimes it might kind of get there. But it's a heated conversation. And it's usually about who's watching what on television. It's usually about whose turn it is on the iPad and who's going to play what particular game. And at some point in the conversation, something happens. One of them gets really frustrated one of them feels like they have been mistreated by the other one. 
and they make these two statements that is a game changer in the household. Now, if you have children, you know what these two statements are. If you've ever been a child, you know what the statements are. And it simply goes like this. I'm going to tell mommy. <laughs> Who's with me? Or, or equally as powerful, I'm going to tell daddy. And the moment those words are uttered, all of a sudden, magically, mysteriously, there is peace in the situation. I don't know if you've noticed. They all, all of a sudden, are just like, whoa, what just happened? All of a sudden, you hear them start to negotiate with each other. Oh, no, you can have the television remote control. I'll have the iPad now. What? Uh, straight away, you hear things like, I am so sorry. It is your turn. Are you still with me? Right? And it's like, whoa, what just happened? And the reason why there's all of a sudden peace and quiet in the house when they say, I am telling mommy or I am telling daddy, is simply because they're appealing to the highest authority in the house. And they know, bless God, that if we, the parents, should get involved, something is going to change. <laughs> and all the parents said, amen. amen. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Really simple. When we begin to pray prayers of petition, We'll begin to appeal to the authority that is in Christ Jesus. We'll begin to appeal to the authority that God has because the Bible teaches us so clearly that all authority in heaven and on earth is His. We'll begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The situation may not change. The conflict may still be around. Things may not have turned around yet, but simply because we open our mouth and we're praying, saying, God, move in this particular area, the peace of God is released into our lives and we get to enjoy the peace of God. We get to enjoy the nothing missing, the nothing broken peace of God. We get to enjoy the supernatural peace that releases completeness and wholeness and well-being in our lives. We get the peace of God and it comes from our prayers of petition. If I could please have the band up, we're almost coming to an end. Paul is talking to the church here and he's speaking to them and he's saying, hey, you need to pray general prayers. Not only that, but you need to pray praise of petition. And if you're finally going to access the very presence and the peace that is found in Christ Jesus, you need to pray prayer of thanksgiving. Philippians chapter 4, we're back at it again. Verse 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Whew, not in some situation. I'm going off script for a second. Not in some situation, but in every situation. The big situation, the small situation, the little situation, the insignificant situation, the worldwide scale situation, whatever the situation is, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Paul is letting us know that our praise of thanksgiving gives us access, enables us to obtain peace from God. You know, the Greek, the word that is translated thanksgiving is the word eucharista. That's the Greek, eucharista. And it's from that word that we derive the word eucharist, which for many of us would know is when we celebrate communion, the eucharist communion. And as you would know, communion is a celebration or the giving of thanks for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And we also celebrate the benefits of his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And Paul is speaking to us and says, hey, when you begin to give God thanks 
for who he is and what he's done in our lives, it gives us access to the presence of God. You know, there have been a few times in my life where I've felt the weight of stress, the weight of worry, the weight of anxiety. And I've discovered that when I just simply open my mouth and just begin to thank God. In fact, there's sometimes where all I've been able to do is just go for a walk. I can't utter anything else other than thank you, Jesus. 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 I thank you for my wife. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for my children. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you got a pillow that I can put my head on. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that I've got a home that I can live in. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you because i got money in my bank. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just want to give you thanks. I give you thanks because I'm healthy in my body. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. That simply as I was just saying, thank you, Jesus, that the peace of God just... Just in that moment, hit me, and I begin to receive the peace from heaven. I'm sure many of you have been there before. You've walked into a building like this, and you were stressed and burdened and worried, and you came in, and you lifted holy hands to a holy God, and you didn't know what to say, but thank you, Lord, I thank you for your blood. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you because I'm not where I want to be, but I'm still not where I used to be. God, I thank you. And as you were saying that, all of a sudden, the burden just began to lift, and the peace of God's Step into your world. Friends, can I encourage you today that when we make our praise of thanksgiving, when we open our mouth and give God thanks, when we open our mouths to appreciate Him, when we open our mouths to acknowledge Him, when we open our mouths to adore God for who He is and what He's done in our life, it gives us a gateway, it gives us a highway so that we can experience the very peace of God. The highway to experiencing the peace of God is through our praise, our general praise, our praise of petition, and our praise of thanksgiving. And as we draw to an end today, I love this because Paul does something amazing. He tells them that they need peace. He tells them how to obtain peace. And then finally, he tells them how to maintain the peace that they have now received in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, sounds very British to me, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, I can't do a British accent anyway, move it on, or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Friends, the way that we maintain the peace of God is by thinking and focusing on things that are excellent and praiseworthy. When we do that, we become aware that God's peace is with us, but even better, that the God of peace is by our side. All throughout Philippians 1 to 9, Paul is letting them know that we need peace. We need peace with other people, we need peace with God. He's letting them know that the highway to experiencing the peace of God is through our praise, our general praise, our praise of petition, our praise of thanksgiving, 
And then finally, he lets them know the way that you maintain the peace that you have received is through your thought life, focusing, meditating, thinking about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. And when we do this, when we put this into practice, not only do we enjoy the peace of God, but the God of peace is with us. And as a result, we live our best life now. Come on across this place. Would you stand to your feet? Ade, how are you going to end this sermon? Really simple. There are two things I just really sense in my spirit to do. Come on across this place with every head bowed and every eyes closed. Maybe you're here right now and you're listening to us talk about this God of peace. We're talking about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and you've never stepped into a relationship with him. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you're online and you're watching at home and you've been touched by the sermon. You're feeling something. There's a change right where you are, right where you are right now. That is the presence of God and he's trying to bring the peace of God to your life. And all you need to do to receive that, if you're not a Christian yet, is simply this. Just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you too shall be saved. You know, John chapter 3 verse 16 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're here under the sound of my voice or you're watching online and you've never said yes to Jesus, you don't have peace with God, well, today I want to give you that opportunity. And all you have to do is just lift your hands where you are, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and something is going to shift in your life. So as I look across this place right now, and I'm watching you online as well, if you're here, you say you want to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to count to three. And when I do, I just need you to lift your hand wherever you are. If you're online, just put your hand on your heart, and we're going to say a prayer in a moment. It's going to change you forever. Maybe you used to be a Christian, and once upon a time, you were a follower of Jesus, but through circumstance and situation, you found yourself away from God. It's prodigal son, prodigal daughter, today is the day of salvation. You can come home today. Again, when we count to three, put your hand on your heart, lift your hand in the room, and we're going to say, a prayer. Your life will never be the same again because the God of peace is going to come by you and release peace into your life. One, is there anybody that wants to say yes to Jesus today? As I look across this room, I see that hand. Two, is there anybody else here that says, I want to say yes to Jesus in this place? Maybe you're online. This is your opportunity. This is your moment. Do not miss it. Three, is there anybody across this place that says, I'm going to say yes to Jesus? Just lift up your hand where you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, can we say this prayer together? If you're online, come on, you can say this as well. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sin. Today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Give me a new heart and a new start in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Hey, if you said that prayer, we're so excited for you. We have a Bible we want to give you. If you're watching online, there's a, there's a link coming down below. Please make sure you sign on to that. We want to get to know you and love on you. That would be great. That's all from us here on our London Riverside Church podcast. If there's anything you would like some more clarification on, you would like to take those next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page, londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. We hope you have a fantastic week and stay blessed.